guys, welcome back to Nevermind Polly Podcast. Hope everybody is doing well today, wherever you are listening to this podcast. We are back with another interview with another fantastic band, one of the hardest working bands in the scene right now. I've got Josh, the guitarist of Malevolence. How are you doing, sir? I'm very good, yeah, very good, thank you. Cheers for having me on. It's, uh, it's a pleasure to talk to you. Absolutely, the pleasure is all mine, I promise you, as I say. And this particular podcast is dedicated to my friend Henry, who's a massive Malevolence fan, and he's been pounding me for ages to get you on. So there you go, well, mate. <laughs> yeah, hello, Henry. Cheers for support. Beautiful stuff, beautiful stuff. Um, so we'd like to start these conversations kind of uh, in the same way. Obviously, COVID in the last 18 months has been pretty pretty shit for everybody. How's it been for you guys as a band and, and you personally? How have you found it? Uh, to be honest, we, we spoke about this kind of the other day, actually, just as a band, and it's, it sort of became... It was a little bit of like almost a good thing for us to have a big break from stuff, you know, because the constant sort of like cycle of things, you know, touring trying to, you know, play more shows, book more shows, trying to get new music out, work on new music that you're trying to put out, do videos, all that stuff, you know. Uh, it's quite tough to sort of, like, organise it all. And then, you know, when you come back home and stuff, people, are they just sort of disappear for a little bit, you know, because they want to spend time with, you know, their girlfriends or family or obvious for obvious reasons, you know. Yeah, definitely. Uh, and that's the thing. I, I haven't done a few of these sort of interviews with band stuff. A lot of bands have said that they've found quite a nice creative break as well. Because obviously when you're stuck in your houses and things, obviously you can't uh, interact with others and stuff. So being a creative person, being locked up, can be a good thing in some respects. So. Of course. Well, that's what I was about to get onto. So um, I managed to write tons of demos, you know, for like new material and stuff mm. like that. And also... Um, we started renting a like a warehouse space, yeah. uh, so we managed to just do that whole thing up, you know. So it was literally just bare bones. Like where I'm sat now is in is in that well, what used to be the toilet block in in an old factory, you know. So it gave us like tons of time to come and we did all the plastering, ripped all the tiles off the walls, put new plumbing in, put a bathroom in, set a studio up in here. So and now it's just like a, a sort of creative hub mm. that. There's at least like two or three of the band members like in here at any one time. Yeah, you know, just doing something. Whether it's we've got all the merch downstairs, we've got the practice room down there that's rigged up. We've got the studio up here. You know, we've recorded all the vocals for the new album in here. Um, so it's it's actually kind of a blessing to have the time. You know, obviously it's pretty been pretty rough for people, so I don't want to just like make it sound like we've no, been no. fine. You know, <laughs> Kind of, yeah, ab- absolutely. Uh, that's cool. That's cool, man. Um, so I kind of like to go back to the start. What was your kind of musical upbringing? Were your parents into music, your family, uh, and how did you sort of get into playing guitar and music? Yeah, so for me personally, like my dad, well, both my parents are sort of into rock music. Mm. My dad's sort of into the little bit heavier stuff. He likes well. He just really likes Sabbath and Motorhead and stuff like that. He, he'll delve into like Lamb of God, maybe a <laughs> bit of him and, and you know like Hatebreed and stuff. Born from Pain, he kind of likes them. Uh, and just like other bands that I sort of showed him over the years. But yeah, he was re- always like playing stuff like Steve Vai as well. He's really into like the guitarists mm. sort of thing. He doesn't play necessarily himself, but 
think he really appreciates the the art form sort of uh, as you know yeah um, so that's sort of what got me into it uh and then he'd always push me to like well he wanted me to play guitar you know so and i wanted to play guitar as well yeah definitely. I, you know as i got older i sort of got more into it and then i started liking sort of new metal and things like that and then it got a little bit heavier mm-hmm. and a little bit heavier and a, you know and then he's basically just sort of settled on like pantera lamb of god Hatebreed, crowbar you know it's sort of like i guess they're the main four influences of malevolence you know so i, I was about to say that it's basically malevolence in a package isn't yeah, it like, yeah. Too far. yeah so all the the riffs that i write are sort of uh i guess stem from those sort of influences mainly you know yeah definitely um if you can in your own words how did malevolence come to be because that's the thing everyone could read wikipedia but it's not half as fun as hearing it from somebody yeah. <laughs> well, yeah. well, it's kind of a long story to be honest but um malevolence was actually a band before i joined it and mm. before con was in it and alex actually so charlie and wilkie uh were sort of there were a three piece with this other guy from Chef that we used to know, uh, and me and Con had another band, and we sort of used to play shows together. Like we'd support like while she sleeps and stuff in the like local pubs and things like that. When you know, when all everyone was like super young, mm. uh, and then mine and Con's band sort of broke up, and then we sort of just joined forces like that, you know. And then Alex joined a little bit later, and it's not really changed since about two thousand and. 10 yeah i guess you know so it's like we've been the same band for a long time now which is um it's quite rare i think you know and especially for the fact that like a lot of a lot of things change through sort of like your late teens early 20s you know people like start going off to uni or stuff like that but we've managed to keep it together and uh, i think we all sort of had the end game in sight and we've still not reached it you know it's still progressing all the time but i think it's uh it just boils down to like people actually wanting to do it you know and yeah. seeing a progression every so often you know is cool yeah definitely i'd say and as i said at the beginning you guys are prolific in, in a sense of touring and sort of releasing music so uh two ep two albums and an ep um the newest being the 2020 ep the other side am i right in saying that yeah, that's right yeah fantastic yeah. double research correctly <laughs> yeah. um so, can you kind of obviously you said you've got a studio and stuff there? Uh, is that sort of quite new for you guys? How is the recording process? Is it collaborative, or do you sort of write your own individual parts and come together? How does it sort of work for you guys? So, generally, um, on the first two albums, uh, we didn't have a studio, uh, and I didn't even have like none of us really had like a recording setup or anything like that to do it at home. So it'd literally just be old school. Me and Charlie, the drummer, we'd go into the practice room and just jam yeah i'd come with some riffs and we'd sort of like work out the songs like that um but for the other side ep obviously a lot of the song well it came out during lockdown so a lot of the songs were sort of figured out by myself at home and i sort of just i got a little recording set up at my house you know which was a lifesaver to be honest yeah (laughs) um but yeah, so I managed to just smash out loads of demos and then we could sort of pick and choose, you know, just by sending them to each other, which ones were going to work. Mm. And that just so happened that we sort of, if we're going to put an EP out, we wanted to do um, 
three sort of contrasting tunes, you know, yeah. so like there's the heavy, super snappy short, you know, keep your distance. And then you've got like one that's a little bit more like melodic or it's still heavy, but sort of bluesy, bouncy sort of thing, like in Remain Unbeaten. And then obviously just like the ballad or, you know, yeah. what you want to call it in uh, the other side. So it kind of shows three separate mm. a- areas that the band can venture into, you know, so uh, it's, and it's sort of like a little nod to what will come. Oh, okay, fantastic, mate. That's awesome. I was going to say, um, I, I don't want to say uh, the ignorant, but sometimes the uninitiated who don't really know much about Malevolence but know the band name could potentially just go, oh, they're just a hardcore band, which is so, yeah. so untrue. And like I said, the EP shows, like you say, that different facets to the band, which is really, really cool. Um, I kind of want to talk a little bit about uh, the record label and you guys starting your own thing back in 2009. What, how, what is it called again? Because it's a load of not letters. No? So, well, it's, it's MLVLTD. Or... I was never going to remember that. So. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's a bit of a mouthful, isn't it? But um, it's it basically just started off back in the day. Like We used to play a lot of shows with a band called Desolated. Yeah, so Desolated. it just became like Malevolated. You know, nice. we mixed those two things, and then we just yeah. abbreviated it to MLVLTD. Oh, and um, that makes a, that makes a lot. I just figured that out. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, that's it these days. Like, it doesn't really. It's not as like connected anymore. Mm. I guess you know. Um, but that's where it originated from, and then people started like, you know, reposting it, or you know, like getting it tattooed, and yeah. you know, putting it on shirt. If we put it on shirts, people would like really identify with it. So we sort of just sort of will run with it, uh, and then it just seemed like the obvious thing to call a label if yeah, you know definitely. just put our own music out on because we sort of had some interest from people but not that much and then the first record came out on century media then they dropped us and then we released something on beatdown hardware and self-supremacy beatdown hardware but that was like a small sort of independent label which was fine yeah. but then for the ep was sort of without a label so we just thought let's just try it you know obviously there's I imagine different pros and cons with doing things on your own uh, in the sense you've always got your own freedom to do exactly how you want it push exactly the way you want it versus being on a label do you prefer being an independent this time? Um, as you say it's got its pros and cons you know I think it's really good in terms of the ownership mm. of your, what you do you know obviously all the rights come back to us and all the you know the streaming and all that stuff, no one's really got a piece of it. But on the other hand, it's like you can only sort of push it as far as your reach will go, say mm. like how many followers you've got, and like you also have to pay for everything, you know? Yeah, so for sure. The amount of money that goes into it is massive. Yeah. And if you want that sort of like marketing, PR sort of stuff that like labels will offer and throw money at. Yeah, definitely. Because it's in their interest as well. Obviously, some bigger labels they already have the connections so it kind of it's easier to get push out of that as as opposed to doing it yourself but it's you know it's one of those what do you do like do you wait about for someone else to give you a because like they're few and far between or do you just try and create your own path and try and go down it and see what happens you know it might work out might not but 
everything you do in a band is like taking a risk really yeah, yeah, definitely. I mean, I know, obviously, being from Sheffield, the Walsh Sleeps boys have definitely done that similar thing with their Sleep yeah. Society and the Patreon doing their own thing. So it's kind of, it's not unheard of, and it's obviously a proven model that works for them. So it, it's definitely transferable to you guys, which is really cool to see. Yeah. Um, yeah, so talking about, um, I think personally, when I'm thinking of Malevolence, the best example is going to see a show because it is just that is where you live and breathe you know the records are great but live it just is a different level um i saw on the instagram you done a music video shoot which looked absolutely yeah, yeah. insane how was that and what was that for was that for a new record yeah for, so record? Yeah, for the first single that'll come off the new record mm. um yeah which you know i think even when we write music we're always trying to we have the live show in mind do you yeah. know what i mean so it's like a lot of people talk about the tempo changes and things like that being interesting or fun. But I think like sort of growing up in, in like a hardcore scene, yeah, there's quite a lot of that and it's quite like usual. Whereas in metal, it's not, there's yeah. quite like the same tempo quite a lot of the time, you know? So um, when you transfer that sort of tempo change to a live situation, it really like hits home, you know, and then pe that's when people start going crazy, yeah, you know, definitely. when you slow a breakdown down like tons, you know, it's like it proper hits people. So it makes the live show go pretty mental. So we try and get a bit of that into the, into the songs as well. But, um, for that, uh, video shoot, as I said, it was for, it's for a new song that's coming off, uh, off the, the new record. It'll be out pretty soon, actually we're hoping uh, so that'll be cool um but yeah we just thought oh we wanted to we basically just wanted to have like a, a video that was sort of like um chop suey you know yeah. so sort of like just a live show but yeah. like the shots in that video are cool and it's kind of iconic you know so without like completely ripping it off i, I spoke to um i spoke to the band pissed yesterday and they were they were they were singing your praises about that music video shoot because they were in the crowd and they said it was absolutely off the chain so <laughs> yeah that's cool yeah i've met them a couple of times now yeah yeah they're good dudes they're really but yeah nice. we wanted to we if we're going to film a music video that's like that and it's meant to be a live show we might as well just have a show yeah definitely 100 yeah, yeah, percent. put some bands on you know and it was it was a wicked day because i think for a lot of people it was like the first gig they'd got to go to yeah, definitely. And speaking of sort of first gigs and things, obviously you guys played Bloodstock, Bloodstock Pilot, the Download Pilot, should I say, and yeah, Bloodstock. Yeah. Um, I was lucky enough to go to both. How was it for you guys on on stage? Because especially Download Pilot, I felt like there was a real uh, crowning moment that it was just everyone in that tent was there for that moment, and it was just brilliant because there was a lot of emotion because obviously a lot of people had been locked up for a long time so yeah 100% well it was a bit of a weird one wasn't it because it was like people were still pretty uneasy about like mm. what do you have to do to get in you know yeah. like is do you, you know do i have to be jabbed or do do i have to just do a test or what's the deal like surely everyone you all you've told is that if you go near someone you're going to get it you know yeah. so to be in a field with 10,000 people's kind of overwhelming uh but for the for us for the show, yeah, it was. We only got asked about four weeks before it was announced, sort of thing. As I, I think a lot of the bands did as well. Uh, but obviously, you sort of jump at the chance. Yeah, to do that, do, yeah. You know, first gig back, whatever. So, 
you know, there's only so much planning you can do for mm. something like that. And it's like, we did it all, you know, I like yeah. made, I wanted to make sure that it was going to be sick. It was a step up from like what we'd done before, you know, just like with the live show, just things like that, you know? So, and then it all sort of boils down to like that 10 seconds that you've got before the intro starts. And you're yeah. like, oh, no, you know, I, mean? <laughs> I hope it goes well, but it did, and it was absolutely sick. Like, we couldn't have asked for anything better, really. It was like, it literally just fueled the fire even more. And we were like, let's fucking go for it. Do you know what I mean? Let's have it, like, as soon as possible. Yeah, definitely. I dragged um, I dragged one of my friends to go and see you at the download show, and she's more she's more into sort of the pop-punk end of, of rock and things. Absolutely yeah, yeah. fine, but she just couldn't get over the guitar tone. That was the whole thing. She, came away, she was like, it's just so, like... Just there, in it, just in your face, and just so I was like, "Yes, what they do, <laughs> just that's what they do." It's just brilliant, you know. Yeah, we're pretty hard on getting those tones right, so I'm glad it's uh, <laughs> I'm glad it's worked, you know. <laughs> definitely, definitely, and obviously, you played um, Bloodstock Festival again. Yeah, it was it was one of those things where again, I know from seeing you guys, you would fit in perfectly at Bloodstock. But I think it was uh, a bit like um, Skin Dread in 2017. It was kind of like, will they work at this festival? Because obviously there is, uh, what's the word, a stigma almost sometimes. They go, Bloodstock's metal festival, which it is. Yeah. But at the same time, everybody's friendly. There's the occasional wanker, but you get them. Do you know what I mean? But yeah, yeah. I, yeah. I thought it was quite diverse, to be honest. Like We had that exact thought. We were kind of like, because we were sort of replacement. Mm. for uh was it ginger or violence or yeah. it was sort of like um is anyone gonna care are they gonna yeah. be more like pissed off that the bands that they wanted to see aren't playing anymore which is fair enough you know and then because we get a lot of the sort of like bunch of chabs sort of thing <sighs> we're like that doesn't really bode very well for like true metal heads you know so <laughs> We'll see what happens. So we were pretty nervous about it, to be honest. And we we're kind of like, well, you just go up there and have a go, you know. And obviously, playing the main stage, it's kind of if it flops, mm. it kind of. I've 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 been I've, I've been a few you know? I've been a few times to Bloodstock, and I've seen some flops. It was nowhere near a flop, I promise. Like I've uh, seen some true it. flops, like. <laughs> <laughs> but that's it. As soon as it started playing, it was like there was tons of people there, like waiting on the on the on the barrier or whatever which mm. was cool like shouting you know I was, I was like oh right this is actually probably going to be pretty sick and then uh, yeah it just all went really smoothly and then you know I just thought like looking out off the stage like into the crowd it just made me think of like all the like Lamb of God sets that I've watched you know from like various festivals over the years like just being in my bedroom just like <laughs> that must have been so sick you know what I mean and then, yeah. I, then just sort of had that feeling like I was in the video you know yeah, definitely. Which is wicked, like, yeah. I love that, I love that. Um, yeah, so do you guys have any pre-gig ritual routines? The reason why is eventually I'll get someone say, yeah, we sacrifice a goat, and I'll be like, that's the one I want to hear. <laughs> eventually I'll get one, but I don't have one yet. <laughs> uh, unfortunately, well, unfortunately it's not sacrificing goats or anything like that. Oh, but uh, <laughs> generally, to be honest, trying to just chill is yeah. like generally the vibe these days, like, we we used to be pretty mad with like partying and stuff, mm. but I think sort of like through the lockdown, it's like made us realize that we really do want to do it. Do you know what I mean? And we, yeah. that's what we want to do. And we really want to pursue it as best as we possibly can. 
So you can party after, you know? Yeah, you definitely. You can do all that stuff, but, like, I don't think... None of us are really that bad. Like, obviously, you can have a few drinks, whatever, loosen up. Yeah. But generally, people are just, like, drinking water and stretching, you know? <laughs> so, which is pretty lame, I guess, but, yeah. No, it's fine. Get get the job done first, and then you can party after. And then, <laughs> and then at least, you know, you've had a good set. It's like, sometimes, you know, if something goes wrong, like, with my wireless or anything, mm-hmm. or you snap a string, if you're a bit too drunk or, like, whatever else, you know, it's just like, you just can't think of what to, how to solve the problem. You know, and it's just like ruins it for you, everyone in the band, and everyone who's watching. Have you, you, know? have, have you had any major fuck ups on stage? Touch wood, no, I haven't. Oh uh, yeah, that's all right then. I'll touch wood for you. <laughs> yeah, um, little things like snapping strings and stuff mm-hmm. like that. The worst one that I ever had. We played a festival in uh, in in Holland, and we came out and we this was when we started the set with uh, Slave to Satisfaction. So comes in with that big. 12th fret slide out, you know, bam, dun, dun, and literally that's the first note. And then I just carry on playing the riff. Yeah. My string just snapped on that oh. straight away. <laughs> so I just like, oh, nice one. So I just had to like start again. That was pretty bad. But luckily everyone was like in good spirits and it was a while ago. So we were sort of in like the small tent, yeah. you know, so it was cool. <laughs> but by the end of the set, there were people chucking bins about and stuff, you know, so it was sick. Yeah. <laughs> Amazing. Um, yeah, so obviously you guys tour relentlessly. If you had to create a dream tour with you guys on it, who would, it, who would you pick? So you, I, I said, I spoke to Piss about this, and I said you are allowed another two bands on the bill, so a three-band bill, you and another two. Yeah, yeah, okay. Uh, Lamb of God would definitely be one. Yeah, 100%. Sure. 100%. Uh, and then I, I don't know. I guess Trivium. I like oh. from, from the recent sort of like uh, engagement that we've been getting. From I was going to say what, what was the, I, did, I sort of saw this brief on Instagram with Matt um, Matt from Trivium. What was the situation with that? I didn't really. What happened? Well, basically, like <laughs> he's sort of just heard of us. Mm. I, I don't know how. Like I think um, he said that uh, Paolo, who plays bass in yeah. Trivium, sort of cottoned onto it and like heard a, a track showed Matt yeah and then um, yeah he basically just seems to love it which is amazing you know like Trivium were like one of the first bands for me that were like you know in terms of like metalcore or whatever you want to call it you know back in the day they were like the first ones that had like screaming and stuff like and that sort of like melodic riffs that I'd properly heard you know and I was like obsessed after that you know so but and then he reached out to me and was like oh like and I've heard you writing a new record. Like, is there any chance that I could be on it? Oh, sick. Yeah, me. So I was like, I was like, Jesus, man. <laughs> like, yeah, of course. Like, I will find you a spot. Like, without yeah. it, you know. <laughs> so, so yeah, been sort of like in talks with him about general stuff, and he's streamed it last night. Like him doing his guest part or whatever, which is cool. That's like, wicked. Like, he's, he's helping us out a lot. Actually, yeah. with cool. You know, we I think just in terms of getting our name out there to people who've never heard us before. He's like, obviously a good guy to mm. a lot of people listen to him and follow what he does, you know? So it's, it's pretty, um, pretty surreal. To it, be honest. He's slowly becoming like the dad of metal, but with the finger on the pulse. Yeah, exactly. That, but that's sick, you know? And it's like, I appreciate so much like what he's doing or what he's doing in general. Mm. It's like every time I open my phone, it's like, Matt, he is cut tagged you in this thing or you yeah. know what and I'm like fuck oh, man that's 
you know, like. 12 year old, 13 year old me would be absolutely losing my shit. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Definitely. So, kind of am, like, to be honest, it's, it's still pretty surreal. Like, But, you know, I'm absolutely buzzing. It's sick. Like, couldn't ask for anything more, to be honest. Definitely. I was going to trivia in one of my all time favourite bands, and Matt is uh, one of my absolute dream guests to have on the pod. So, um, do you have a particular favourite trivia record? I'm going to pick your brand trivia now quickly. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I, I would just say Ascendancy for me like it's just I do like some of the other ones like mm. the Inwaves ones cool and stuff like that and I figure to be honest I forget what some of the later ones are called but they've all got good tunes on but like you know just for the nostalgic sort of like I learned, I literally sat and learned every song on Ascendancy when I was a kid you know what I mean so it's like ingrained in my brain so hard that it's It'll just never go, and I don't think it's really hard for like to top it. It's sort of like hybrid theory as well, yeah. you know. It's, those songs will just never be topped for me personally, you know. Definitely, I have. I so I got into Trivium, and this is mad. This story, I love it so much. I went into HMV when I was about sixteen, seventeen, and I'd literally just been paid. I knew nothing about Trivium. I went yeah. to the metal section, and I saw the artwork for Shogun, and I was oh, like, yeah. I like that. I just bought it. I had yeah. no idea who they were. Put them on a go home, put my CD player. I was like, well, this is fucking great. Like, yeah. <laughs> and then just obviously went back and listened to the rest of it. So, yeah, it was just that ran. It's mad to think that I'd done that, to be fair. Yeah. Looking back at how tight money can be, it's like, I just bought it on a whim. Like, you know That's I mean? it. <laughs> that was like the, some of the part of the beauty of it, I think. Like, when, you know, when you didn't have, you couldn't just listen to a little short clip. Like, mm. if you liked something, you were caught by the artwork or the logo or you know something like that or someone's recommended it or you know anything like that whereas now it's sort of like you just listen to like a short snippet if you're not like hooked in the first 10 seconds it's like people will generally just skip and that's the thing now like obviously you guys you know you've got a fairly big profile and stuff but your comparison to a metallic or whatever do you know what i mean it's like it's so frustrating that people don't listen to these great bands like yourself because there's no reason not to spotify has everything it's even exactly. got tool on there now you know <laughs> like they were the last ones to follow suit you know so when they go but again with everything being there you can just fall back on your laurels and go well i'll just listen to what i listen to all the time rather exactly. than checking new yeah. stuff out so it, it can be a catch-22 sometimes 100%. Um, 100%. do you guys have a favor or do you have a favorite place you like to play like a favorite territory i know uh, scotland gets a lot of love for being quite sort of mad and hectic but yeah. yeah so well to be honest like Sheffield obviously the hometown yeah. just because it's like it's always good just because friends like all the friends all the family you know shows are big it's just a good time um, but aside from that places like Barcelona are mm. always sick you know um, just places that are just sort of different yeah. to like we are you know like um, Japan was awesome when we went there Australia as well like just places where it's like good vibes you know and yeah. like just somewhat different to do you know like we played in Kuala Lumpur in, uh, in Malaysia as well and that was absolutely sick probably the hottest show I've ever played in my whole life but does that not blow it, your mind though because when you, when you sort of uh, obviously being in the eye of the storm being in the band it must be like we're just a small band from Sheffield that people in Kuala Lumpur know us and our song do you know what I mean yeah oh, 100% it's kind of weird like and I still don't like we always say that it's like you never really it's hard to tell like how well in quotations you know like big you are yeah of you know, course. it's yeah, like yeah. 
it's not real. I don't know. It's not really something that we think about as mm. such. But you sort of see the growth of it a little bit nowadays because of like Instagram and YouTube yeah. and Facebook. You know, you can literally keep track of how many people like are liking your thing. Or it can be a blessing you, and a curse. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But that you know, it goes both ways, doesn't it? I think like it, it can haunt a lot of people if it starts to drop. You know, mm. which is never good. You know, it's like it doesn't really have to be taken that seriously. Well, at the same time, it is sort of integral to your job or, you you know, whatever. So, but it's, yeah, it does blow my mind that, like, we even get to go to places and people are, like, you know, in Australia and, you know, Southeast Asia and stuff are just, like, they know who we are, do you know what I mean? And they're, like, mm-hmm. know the songs and they'll sing it back to you. Yeah. And it's, like, we're just messing about in our, like, practice room in this shitty little, like, look like something out of Saw, you know, like, like old warehouse, like, rat infested place, like, freezing his tits off with, like, a little fucking heater, like, writing down these lyrics, just jamming some riffs, you know, and then it's, like, to have that response, sort of, no matter where you go, mm. it's pretty mental, you know, it's, it's, it'll never get old, basically. Yeah, definitely. I mean, I've got a, a, on a similar sort of tangent, I have the same thing. So I started YouTube before I'd done the podcast. And I've got a very, very small following on there. But um, yeah, I'll go to download and buzzstock and people go, oh, it's Matt, are you right, mate? And I'm like, hi, I've no idea who you Like, I watch you all the time. I'm like, fucking hell. It's cool, and, though. Yeah, it's so cool. And again, like, talking to yourself and I spoke to um, CJ from Night is Murder. And again, I'm talking to a guy from Australia who, like, I'm like, what the fuck am I doing here? Like, I'm just literally sat in my bedroom, you know, in my parents' house, just yeah, chatting shit. It. But it's, yeah, it's it. pretty mad, so. Of course, dude, that's it. You know, it's just fucking, you do something that people respond to and they seem to like it, you know? So it's, you know, why would you stop doing it? And it's, you know. Exactly. And that's the thing. I think, as well, I think people enjoy the podcast that because I'm not a media trained. I'm just a guy who likes your band, and yeah, from, yeah. You know, and I, I sat there and I've watched like interview people getting interviewed and stuff. And some of the questions they get asked, I just think, fucking hell! Like, think of something better. Or do you know what I mean? It's like yeah. just kind of. But yeah, that's a different tangent. <laughs> yeah. Um. So in terms of uh, you guys, you obviously got an album recorded or recording. Uh, do you know? Can you tell us when that's coming out, or is that top secret uh, and things? So... <laughs> At the minute, there's a pretty big backlog of um, vinyl pressing. Mm-hmm. So generally, at the minute, it's sort of like waiting for the date that when we know we can get it pressed. Yeah, for sure. We'll sort of dictate whereabouts the album will come out, but we're looking yeah. at like spring, next okay, spring. Okay, cool. Nice. Uh, but there'll, was... be, there'll be stuff like drip-fed, a couple of singles yeah. like before, before that time, obviously, you know. And you guys obviously you tour, got touring plans. I know you guys specifically are doing a hometown show with While She Sleeps yeah, well, and sleep. Wargasm on the 30th of December. Is it the 30th? Or 31st? Yeah, it's the, the, the New Year's Eve Eve. Right, yeah, yeah cool. <laughs> yeah. I keep yeah. seeing the advert come up on um, Walsh and your Facebook and all the rest of it. And it's like, yeah, that's <laughs> it. That'll be sick. Yeah, that will be a good one. Um, and then, yeah, we've got a few things planned, but it's sort of um, not, it's like semi-confirmed, you know? Yeah, it's for sure, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Sort of like, I guess, dependent on if the other bands can come over. Right, for sure, yeah, yeah, yeah. Go to where, you know, 
mainland Europe and America and, and you know, just other countries, really. So um, we're planning on doing some last-minute sort of shows this year. Mm. Um, so we're just waiting for those to be confirmed. Yeah, uh, But you'll hear about those pretty soon. Fantastic stuff. Yeah. I'd say if if you ever swing by Norwich area, I'll buy you all a pint. That's for sure. Yeah, <laughs> always down for that. <laughs> um, yeah, so I'm going to start to wrap things up because I don't want to take too much of your time and things. Um, I've got a couple more questions. If you had to pick one band or one artist to collaborate with, either in Malevolence or just as a guitarist, who would you pick and why? Oh. I've literally no idea to be honest. I guess um, I don't know. It's kind of weird. Like I'd like to do something that wasn't necessarily metal. You That's know, what I mean, it can be. Let's say just as a guitarist, you could do whatever you want with whoever you would like. I guess um, I don't know. Maybe something like uh, like Madlib or something like that. You know, like mm. super kind of hip hop. Nice. I'm really sort of stuff like that, you know, as well. And um, just nice chill stuff or, you know, there's a band called Ocean Alley mm-hmm. that are kind of like, they're just like sort of chilled, like really nice. It's just yeah. cool stuff, basically. Or things like Incubus. I'd love to like play some stuff with like, oh, wicked. you know, just like more like chilled out vibe mm. rather than like super heavy. Just because it's interesting and like kind of cool to... I could play metal all day, every day. Yeah, you exactly. Know? Of course you can. Yeah, yeah. I love playing other stuff, so but I generally don't get a chance to do it. So I think there'd be someone on that side of things. Do you know what I mean? It was a little bit more chill. Yeah, definitely. Um, obviously, we spoke about Spotify being ready available, and everyone can listen to everything. Have you got any recommendations for people to check out stuff that you're listening to? It could be an old band, new band. What are you sort of listening to at the minute? generally to be honest at the minute I'm, I'm in obviously into like the hip hop and stuff I'm into uh, I've been having a bit of a new metal revival nice cool myself. so let me check uh, let me check my Spotify and see what I've got I might have some funny stuff on here for you <laughs> um, also to be fair I've been getting back into Graveyard uh, cool. you, I don't know if you've ever heard of those, sort of like a Swedish sort of like sound a little bit like Led Zeppelin sort of oh, thing cool Nice. Uh, they're really good. Um, stained. Yeah. Obviously. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the Kooks. Oh like wow. The, okay. Inside, outside. The Kooks again. Ocean Alley. Uh, they're a sick band. Uh, who else have I got? Forty Watt Sun. Never heard of those. It's like pretty depressing, like acoustic <laughs> sort of like doom. Nice. Well, if you listen to the inside room, it's like crushing emotional <laughs> people might refer to it as funeral doom but nice. it's like it's just it's like crowbar but mm. heavier and more emotional you know nice. Nice. <laughs> but then record after that is like um, is all acoustic yeah fantastic so ridiculous so definitely check that out awesome so we end the podcast in the same way every time um what is your musical controversial opinion? So, I'll give you a little bit of context to this. So, I had Adam Gregory from Bloodstock on, and he's one of my who's always in excuse. He said that Kylie would be a great booking for Bloodstock, and everyone would love it. Um, yeah. I've had people uh, diss Deftones, Iron Maiden. Um, we've had people, like, literally all kinds of... 
something about um some stuff about Ian Watkins I can't repeat. I had to yeah. cut that out. Like, yeah, it was yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And again, yeah. The, the the best thing about this is you can't get in trouble because it's your own opinion. Therefore well, you're entitled and it's not wrong it's not wrong, it's just your opinion. So Yeah. I would say I'd say for me personally, a common misconception is that Slayer are actually any good. <laughs> like okay. they've got a few good riffs, but like it's just not very good, I don't think. Yeah, fair, fair. Are you not are you not really a thrash guy then? Or just Slayer in particular? I, I do like thrash, well, I'd probably get called out for like not being true thrash or something like that, do you know what I mean? But I don't care about that. No, that's fair, that's fair. I like I like bands like Evil and I like Muni Waste if that you know, that's kind of like thrash in it, I guess. Um I so I'm I'm talking to um the basis from Evil literally after you uh, later today, so that's gonna be yeah, man. Fun. Well, yeah. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Um, um yeah, well, awesome. yeah that's really. That is fucking yeah. fantastic. Um where can people keep up to date with everything malevolence and and yourself? Uh so Instagram is probably the most most popping platform that we're using at the minute so it's at malevolence riff um it's the same on facebook you can type it in malevolence or forward slash malevolence riff um and then yeah myself josh mlv on both platforms as well we sort of got tiktok going in a little bit and ah, stuff like that <laughs> you know. so just trying to just trying to get it out there you know but um yeah, generally, uh, there'll be some Twitch stuff coming soon as well. So, nice. again, my Twitch is Josh MLV. Uh, I think we're on about making a, a full band one as well. So, is that going to be band related stuff or is that going to be gaming or both? Just band, really. Oh, like, okay, not, cool. Not really massive gamers, to be honest. Mm. So, just I'm too busy like running about in trees and. <laughs> Fucking off my skateboard and shit when I was a kid <laughs> playing guitar. <laughs> but uh, yeah, so it'll just be like full of like live sessions, jamming, like writing sessions, things like that. You know, playthroughs, teaching songs to people. You know, sort of whatever, whatever yeah. people ask for. I guess you know the options are endless. I suppose. Awesome. Are we going to do the quick fake goodbye where I say goodbye and then we're going to hang up the call in a second? But um, Josh, thank you. It's been an absolute pleasure. Everyone, make sure you go and follow Malevolence on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and all that things. Listen to them on Spotify. Go catch them at a show and look out for that new uh, video that's coming soon and the album later on in the year. Awesome. Thank you so much, guys. We'll see you next week. Cheers, Josh. Peace. Bye.